Welcome back to another mini-episode of Actually Autistic Educator. We've had some serious topics talking about the ableism autistics regularly face, so I thought we deserve to have a chance to highlight some cool autistics that you might not be aware of. So welcome to Famous Autistics in Popular Culture. While autism is different in all of us, the way our brains work can often make us amazing at different things, from research to acting to even sports for some of us. Not me. As we discussed in our last episode, masking is a common thing autistics are forced to learn, with an interesting side effect being that many of us end up connecting strongly with theater, where performing is what everyone does. And some common autistic traits around creating scripts and formulas for facial features and interactions can end up putting us ahead of our non-autistic peers in these fields. So there are numerous famous actors who have spoken publicly about being autistic. Probably the most famous is Anthony Hopkins, whose numerous roles include Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs, as well as Odin in the Marvel movies. With two Academy Awards, four BAFTAs, and two Emmys, plus a knighthood for his acting, he is a great example that anyone claiming they can't hire autistic actors for autistic roles because we can't handle acting or aren't good enough, it's BS, and they are just covering up for their ableism. Actress Daryl Hannah was a very big person in the 80s and 90s with major roles in movies like Blade Runner and Splash, and later played an assassin in Kill Bill, and recently appeared in the Netflix series Sensei. When a child in the 60s, her parents were advised to put her in an institution because of her autism, but fortunately, her mother fought back and changed the environment, not the child, with great results. Another famous actor is Dan Aykroyd of the original Ghostbusters, who actually co-wrote the movie and said in interviews that it was inspired by his strong interest in the paranormal, a great reminder to educators and therapists that instead of pushing us away from our special interests, if we are allowed to pursue them, many of us end up highly successful because of them. Uh, not an actor, but a similar experience of autistic interest creating a profession, Clay Marzo is a highly ranked professional Hawaiian surfer who is spoken of having an intense focus on surfing, which led him to winning major surfing competitions while as young as age 10. His passion became his career. Another sports professional is Brianna Clark, a Paralympian who won the gold medal for the U.S. in the women's 400 meter at the Rio 2016 Paralympics, amongst numerous other wins and titles. Back to media, Hannah Gadsby is an actor, comedian, and writer who jumped to popular awareness with her Netflix comedy special Nanette, which received an Emmy Award for Outstanding Writing, and is a great example of what I often see as in autistic senses of comedy. We frequently notice patterns of behavior or socialization that others gloss over. By being forced to the sides, we get a great view of human nature and the many weird things neurotypicals do that are so ingrained no one realizes how weird they actually are, which is a great recipe for comedy. Another writer is Jorge Gutierrez, a non-speaker as a young child, who co-wrote and directed the Fox movie The Book of Life in 2014, which was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. 
He wrote and directed the Emmy-nominated Son of Jaguar, short for Google, and is currently writing and directing the Netflix animation film Maya and the Three. Finally, the inspiration for me doing this segment was actor and writer Wentworth Miller, known for his leading role in Prison Break, which got him nominated for Golden Globe for Best Actor, or where I know him from, Leonard Snart, aka Captain Cold, on The CW's Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. He also wrote the screenplay for the film Stoker from 2013. He's been someone I really respect for several years for his work standing up for gay rights and talking about what he views as his responsibilities as a gay actor. He also talks openly about his experiences with depression and about the importance of body positivity. He recently shared his autism diagnosis on Instagram, and I am so happy that someone I've admired for a while now is another member of our autistic community. When producers of movies and TV shows that are focused on autistic characters claim that it's not ableism that causes them not to hire autistic actors and writers, it's just that autistics aren't, quote, good enough. This list clearly shows them to be wrong. If you want to profit off a marginalized group but refuse to employ them, to be clear, you are being exploitative. And you're almost certainly going to get your depictions wrong, because you will only ever have an outsider's perspective about our lives. And while media is important because depictions in movies and TV shows can seriously shape the way society thinks about and treats autistics, we can't stop there. The same principle also needs to apply to other fields. Think of the experts who are teaching about autism in your field. How many are actually autistic? If you have been to a training about autism, was the lead presenter autistic? Are the books and resources you recommend to autistics or non-autistic parents of autistics written by us to get a first-hand account? If you're not autistic and are listening, thank you. But I'd also ask you to think about what you could be doing in your profession to uplift autistic voices and perspectives. If you're a parent of autistic children, please listen to what we are saying about the things that have harmed us versus helped us, rather than what non-autistics say they think about what we need. And to the autistics listening, no matter what autism looks like for you, your perspective and thoughts and self have serious value. You are an expert in your own brain, and you deserve a society that appreciates you just as you are. If you have thoughts you'd like to share, reach out to me by direct message on Twitter or Facebook, and I'd love to chat. Before we wrap up, I wanted to add that for this episode, I focused on people who have identified themselves as autistic. But as we've talked about before, there are serious barriers to diagnosis, even self-diagnosis, for many people especially people of color, women, or people who lack insurance. Likewise, the labels we use now are different from what would have been used in the past. This means we can only scratch the surface of the variety of amazing autistics who are currently alive and those who have come before us. Related to this, I'd like to also shine a quick spotlight on some autistics who I think deserve to be famous. Autistic typing is the pseudonym of a woman who describes herself as an indigenous autistic mother of autistic children, passionate about sharing knowledge, healing trauma, and building community in alignment with my cultural values. 
I follow her on Facebook and Twitter, and she shares and hosts great conversations and provides excellent education. Karima Savic is the creator of the hashtags Autistic While Black and Autistic Aphorism, and has testified before the Maryland State Assembly on disability-related bills. On Twitter and her blog, The Autism Wars, she writes about disability rights, autistic inclusion, accommodation, communication rights, and representation. Check her out at theautismwars.blogspot.com or on Twitter. Finally, Autistic Science Person is the pseudonym of an autistic self-advocate and graduate student in auditory neuroscience. They are on the board of Neuroclastic, an autistic-led nonprofit, and write about disability justice and how to support autistics. They're on Twitter, Facebook, or their website, AutisticSciencePerson.com, and really just a great person to follow. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back September 1st with a full episode wrapping up our three-part series on autistic communication. This one focused on autistic empathy and common misunderstandings about how autistics and non-autistics empathize and communicate with each other. As always, I'd love to connect via Facebook or Twitter at Actually Autistic Educator, and please share, review, and subscribe to support this podcast. Transcriptions and support are provided by Interact, the International Alliance for Care and Threat Teams, supporting your day-to-day work in counseling, disability services, student conduct, law enforcement, care and threat teams, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Check us out at Interact, that's I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-T dot org.